first episode, episode zero, I guess, of Clued and Clueless, our new podcast. I'm Kristen. I'm Mario. And um, we are two friends who will be watching Friends in the first season of Clued and Clueless. Um, go ahead, Mario. You want to kick off and explain our podcast and what it's about? Yeah. Uh, episode zero, episode one, whatever you really want to call it. But Clued episode and... zero, we will have an episode one, <laughs> so it will I mean, definitively like, be episode zero. When you look at it, like in a chart, it's gonna <laughs> be like the very first. It, regardless, I digress. <laughs> um, yeah, Clued and Clueless is going to be one of us having extensive, not so much extensive, but having more experience mm-hmm. watching the show, and the other person kind of being in the dark. Mm-hmm. So one person will be clued in. And the other person is going to be completely clueless. Yeah. And for our first season, we're going to be watching Friends. And I am a giant Friends fan. I've seen Shut every episode. Shut the heck up, Mario. I can't stay. I will not stand for this. <laughs> Mario knows literally nothing about the Friends series. A shockingly little, ana- <laughs> little amount of the Friends series. Um, as a diehard Friends fan, it is unsettling how little this man knows. Um... But yeah, this is an idea that we first had during the pandemic. Two years right? ago, yeah. Yeah, this is an idea that first popped up um, and has slowly evolved through time as we kind of decided yeah. to flush it out, decided what exactly we wanted to do. A lot of iterations. Uh, originally, it was going to be like a, a drinking game, mm-hmm. but uh, that didn't seem good for our livers. <laughs> Maybe an ep- maybe we'll weave it in at some point. Maybe we'll do a fun episode. Who knows? A yeah. themed episode, some point. Maybe like a movie watch along or something. Yeah, we'll we'll see. <laughs> um, but yeah, this uh, this podcast has been a long time in the making, and um, we've had a lot of fun so far. Um, just getting to share things that we enjoy, getting to share things that we enjoy with um, with a friend, and it's been good. It's been good so far. So, um, I guess if we, uh, want to go ahead and jump in. Well, before we do. Oh, go ahead. Before we do, actually. Uh, how many times have you seen Friends? Because you obviously are the Friends fanatic here. Countless times. Um, I, Friends is my comfort TV show. So Friends is truly always on around me it's i don't listen to music i listen to friends (laughs) um so through college that was always playing in the background while i was doing homework um i was listening to it as soon as i woke up in the morning i would turn it on and get ready for class and have it on in the background sometimes i would listen to it as i was walking to class (laughs) instead of music (laughs) not always but there was a period of time when i did that um i will i i just really enjoy friends um it'll be on the background while i'm cooking i would fall asleep with it on my laptop um i have i have watched friends in the shower i have set up my phone and watched friends in the shower um it's a lot it's just my background noise um i've at this point seen it truly countless countless times so if someone was going to walk up to you filming a TikTok when you were on campus, mm-hmm. and they'd be like, hey, what are you listening to right now? And you'd be like, oh, season four, episode <laughs> I, three. Yeah, I'd have friends. to be like, season four, episode three of Friends. <laughs> yeah, I would. And you walk away and they play <laughs> Joey making some joke. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't. Whatever happened in that episode. Joey's probably dead in that episode, honestly. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. Mario knows nothing except for Joey Tribbiani's tragic death. <laughs> It was a real shocker, I guess. It got <laughs> yeah. spoiled for me really quick. Yeah, I'm so sorry that that, uh, that spoiler was dropped on you. That's usually, it shakes people pretty bad. And so Friends is obviously very popular in the late 90s, mm-hmm. early 2000s. We are uh, 25 and 26 mm-hmm. years old. So I would say we weren't the age group that was supposed to be watching Friends when it was coming out. I think we were. Because the, the Friends are, are all, I believe in the first season, they're all about Well, not 24. right now. I mean, when it was coming out. Like, oh, like when it first came yeah, out. Yeah, obviously, yeah. Yeah, the first show, the first episode, I believe, came out in 94. Exactly. So we weren't so even we born were, yet. We weren't even born yet. So it was like, what drew you to it originally? I think, so one thing that I really like about the show is it kind of, it connects me to my parents a little bit. My parents watched it because they were in the target demographic. They were about the same age as the friends when um, when it was first coming out. So I guess in 1994, my parents would have been about 30, 31, and the friends were like 24. Um, so my parents were around the same age as the friends. And... Um, I know that they watched it a lot. And so they would just have it on TV sometimes when I was growing up. And honestly, I would just kind of watch it when it was on. And I enjoyed it, but I didn't seek out friends. It was just kind of when I saw it was on, I would put it on. It made me laugh. Um, I think I really started getting into it in college because the dorm that I stayed in at UT, I um, they had a little TV set up. And every night when I would go in and work out, I always went in at like the same time. And they always had it playing Friends every single night. And so I just started watching it more and more and more. And then it just kind of snowballed into all of a sudden now Friends is the only thing I care about. You know, that's so funny. You mentioned like you kind of grew up watching it with your parents. Mm-hmm. My parents did not watch Friends. I mean, At all? May- maybe my mom did like here and there, like yeah. a couple episodes. But they mainly watch Seinfeld. Oh, okay. So whenever Seinfeld was on, I'd come in and just watch it with them. Yeah. And so I just grew to really enjoy their humor and all that. Yeah. And so it's like, we're almost, even though these shows came on about perfectly around the same time, yeah. we're almost like the complete opposites. So yeah, so basically, um, Mario has truly absolutely zero knowledge. He does not understand the friends' relationships with each other. He does not know who they are. So he's coming <laughs> in he's coming in with a with a clean slate. Um, so this is very exciting for me. Okay, so hopping right on in. So episode one, the one where Monica gets a roommate. Mario, um, we are having you guess based on the based on the episode titles. Yes. What you think is going to happen in the episode? What do you think? What was your guess for this episode? So, obviously, we're starting out, and it's like the one where Monica gets a roommate. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming either Phoebe or Rachel becomes her roommate i guess they just get kicked out of their place or something like that mm-hmm. <laughs> i think that's what it is all right valid i mean I will we take saw it. the episode now but like that's what my that's guess what was. your guess was it wasn't it was, it was kind of right <laughs> um partially right partially right. so in this episode um it is episode one we're introduced to all of the friends for the first time 
Rachel has just run away from her wedding and is reunited with her high school friends, Monica and Ross, um, who you now know are brother and sister. Um, They don't seem like it, but... (laughs) Our brother and sister. Um, Meanwhile, Ross has just gotten out of a relationship. He is freshly divorced and his friends are trying to help him through that while Rachel is being introduced to the real world for the first time. And not just uh, divorced, but his fiance, ex-fiance now, mm-hmm. or wife, I guess, is uh, a lesbian. Yes. Yeah, that is why they divorced. Yeah, kind of throws a curveball in that relationship. <laughs> throws you know? a curveball <laughs> into their marriage for sure, I would say. Um, so we have a runaway bride mm-hmm. and a divorced man. And, you know, it kind of... Like I said, I don't know too much about Friends. Mm-hmm. But what I do, like growing up, obviously I would see commercials and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like from Nickelodeon, Nick at Night. Nick at Night, yeah. <laughs> but um, I didn't know that they were pushing Ross and Rachel so soon. Yeah. Like I, I, I got, obviously I've seen memes and I've seen mm-hmm. like stuff, and but I don't know where it's all going. Yeah. But I would have guessed that this is a way down the line kind of thing right even like the very first introduction he's like uh like wishes for a wife a bride or wife or something <laughs> and she comes rushing just in comes running and so in. it's like i don't know obviously i have no idea if they're like well, how many seasons do we have again i believe there, there's 10 seasons 10 seasons and this is season one so it's like i have no idea if this is like a the plan from the get-go right but it's very crazy to me that it's happening so fast yeah it is it is one of it's honestly i mean you're right especially like with the the way that they introduce rachel right it's that's like the very first Mm -hmm. relationship that we see like before anything else that is the first starting point is like ross and rachel as these like potential romantic interests for each other yeah um and it is very very soon like it, it wasn't even like a oh will she go of joey will she go of chandler right. will she go of uh ross it was just like almost like they're they're beelining to each other yeah and i was like oh my god it's so early mm-hmm. again i i have no idea <laughs> where it's going <laughs> but i'm i guess i would say i'm excited yeah. especially since you said there's 10 seasons it's like do they get together like midway through and they just stay together or like what happened? What, what happened? So yeah. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, definitely. It gives you something to look forward to right off the bat. Um, <clears throat> so something that um, this episode <laughs> always brings up. So Monica, Monica started dating this new guy, right? Paul the wine guy. Paul the wine guy. Um, Good guy. I hate you, Mario. We hate, we hate Paul in this house. We hate Paul the wine guy. He was a good guy when we first saw him. No, he wasn't a good guy. He acted like a good guy. He wasn't a good guy. Oh. Definitively. Um, <laughs> don't be a Paul sympathizer on this podcast. Um, I do like how we... I guess I like and I dislike. I, 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 We get introduced to the different characters and they're sort of like shticks, right? Like really early on. Um, like Phoebe tries to cleanse ross's aura because yeah. he's uh like he's feeling down in the dumps well if you're saying that and mm-hmm. i know you're gonna talk about each one of them and i feel like 
they nailed every character from what I've seen just from jokes and stuff, mm-hmm. memes online, whatnot. I didn't feel that about Joey. Mm-hmm. I'm like, where is the Joey that I understand? Yeah. He just seems a little too cool in life together. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly, I would say, I mean, this doesn't give anything away, but I, I would say that like Joey's character develops a lot throughout the series. Um, I feel like the starting point for Joey and his personality is different than what he eventually grows into which is Mm -hmm. true of all the characters to certain extents and that should be expected but joey specifically i feel like he starts out with a little bit of a different kind of vibe to him and they start writing him a little bit differently um so i think what you're picking up on is pretty valid okay Mm -hmm. um but i do love that i love that we do immediately get a really solid feel for the characters um which is great. Yeah. Um, we're introduced to, this is just episode one right off the bat is so, it just gets me right in my heart. Cause it's just, we're seeing everything for the first time. The, all the iconic places we're seeing central perk for the first time. We're seeing Monica's apartment for the first time. Um, which of course becomes iconic with the purple walls and the picture frame on the door and like everything, <laughs> which I also have in my apartment you right do. now as we speak. Have right over your people. <laughs> Where it belongs. Um, a house is not a home without the without the friends frame. Um, is that something they say or is that just something you say? That's just something I say. <laughs> She's trying to question everything that I say. Anything that seems a little too too well written. I'm gonna, <laughs> is one, that a friend's reference? One day you're going to have a home. And mm. if your walls aren't purple, I'm going to just be, I guess, sad. Disappointed. You know? I will be too. <laughs> well, how, yeah. Well, how much you love this show. <laughs> it's just going to be like my room. Like my bedroom will okay. be perfect. I'll be fine It'll be a that. perfect replica of Monica's apartment. I'll be fine with that. <laughs> um, so anyway, so yeah, so that um, that's that's really exciting for me to get to see all of these iconic things for the very first time. Um, something that really upsets me is the wooden pillar in Monica's room or in her apartment. This is something that really gets under gets under my skin. I don't know if all the other friends fans feel this way too, but for the first few episodes, some, there's some just that wooden set pillar that you're just upset about. Because I, I don't understand what it's there for. <laughs> it's like very clearly in the way of so many shots. And obviously, because it ends up being removed. So obviously it's not structurally, it's not in, it, essential to the structural integrity of the set i mean unless they end up altering it to fix it but it just feels like a really big oversight and it bothers me well i guess we'll find out i I guess we'll find out maybe maybe there's an episode where monica's like oh i removed this because it was weird where monica specifically monica takes a oh yeah i guess the classic monica and the hacksaw episode she starts she just starts chopping it off (laughs) um (laughs) so i i feel like so Rachel does a lot of growing mm-hmm. in this first episode. She takes some pretty big steps for herself in, well, I mean, I would say running away from your I mean, yeah. wedding is a pretty <laughs> big, pretty big step. Runaway um, bride. Yeah, that that would, that would be insane. I could not, that just, that would be so wild. Especially when it's not even your money per se. It's yeah, like your it's your family's, family's money. money. Who's paying for all this? There's just so much money in it. It's also just like, it's embarrassing. You're everybody that is important to you is gathered in one room and what? you're just leaving. Like you're 
that's just that's got to be tough. But she did it to grow. You know, she, did. she realized that this isn't the life that she wanted. Yeah. And going back to like what we said earlier, um, we obviously mm-hmm. couldn't connect to the show when it was first coming out. I right. would say, mm-hmm. but watching it now as like the age that it would have been watched, are, yeah. you know, it's very. I won't say like eye opening, mm-hmm. but does touch like more in yeah. our lives, and it's very, it's like, very relevant. I, yeah, very relevant. That's what I'm trying to get at. Like, I don't think a lot any of us are getting married right now, mm-hmm. <laughs> any of like our friend group per se. But <laughs> <laughs> um, it's very interesting to see like stuff like this. Yeah, stuff that you can relate to. Mm-hmm. And I think I mean the '90s weren't that long ago, right? But it, it but it was definitively a different era you know the 90s the world was different in 27 the 90s. years 26 years ago but. i guess i guess it, i don't it doesn't or 28 feel, years ago when it doesn't feel out. that long ago i guess i'm saying like it's not the 70s you know i don't feel completely <laughs> disjointed from the 90s um but i mean it was it was a different world but all a lot of these um these problems and obstacles that 20 early to mid 20 year olds were facing in the 90s are still the same problems that we're facing today. And I think that's part of the reason why people really like, especially people in our age demographic, really like friends is it is it is very relevant. A lot of the things that they are going through are mirrored in our lives and the things that we're dealing with right now. I think um, like I just recently moved. So I went out of state for college, right? I went, um, I for everyone out there. Um, I'm originally from Texas. I do not claim Ohio vibes, Ohio energy, but I unfortunately did live in Ohio. <laughs> That's another podcast. But I did live in Ohio for um, for a good chunk of growing up. Um, and so I returned to Texas for college. So I did, I was away from home for a little bit. During the pandemic, I went back home. And then as soon as I had enough money in my pocket, I made an actual move, truly moved out of my parents' house to live on my own. And so watching, even just now, watching this first episode with Rachel and taking her first steps towards independence and leaving her family behind and stuff hits a little bit different now than it did even just two years ago when I was watching this. Um, And it was definitely, it wasn't you like running away from a marriage or no anything. definitely not. but it is like you said your steps of being independent because yeah. it's one thing to go to college i would say mm-hmm. but you're not i wouldn't say fully independent yeah, in college definitely you're still wasn't. like at the end of the day you're still a kid yeah in college yeah so it's like you going back home mm-hmm. i would say really put you in that rachel spot of like yeah i don't want this yeah i would say and i could be wrong but no that's totally right and it's also i think every i mean the scale with which i was um dealing with this is very different from the scale that rachel was dealing with it but it's just you know you become an adult you become independent you move out and i think that what happens a lot with every generation is you you start living your life for you right instead of living your life for your parents and what your parents believe is right and wrong and what your parents want for you and what your parents and this and that, what's going to get you in trouble, what's going to keep you in good standing with your parents. It's that um, growing into standing up for yourself and making the decisions that you believe are best for you and your own happiness, um, regardless of what your parents think. So I have wonderful parents. Like I'm, I'm blessed with some, with two wonderful parents who support me in many things. Um, 
But, like, I know that they were sad when I moved. You know, I know that my parents were sad when I decided to come back down to Austin. But taking those steps and being like, hey, I'm growing into myself and I have to make these decisions regardless um, is something that I can definitely relate to. And Rachel trying to talk to her dad and trying to explain that maybe she doesn't want to be a shoe. Maybe she wants to be a purse is (laughs) relatable. And also, uh, you didn't just come down to Texas and call your dad and say, hey, uh, I'm moving in with Monica now. I'm going to be your roommate. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, listen, I, <laughs> I, uh, it was a little bit more premeditated, I would say, on my side. Yeah, you didn't um, just flip that switch and you're like, well, hopefully Monica takes me in as a roommate. Yeah, I'm just going to climb out the window. Hopefully my friends take me in. hopefully when I get to Austin, someone will let me stay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I did move down really quick, though. I, when I decided I was like actually going to come back down, I was back down within a month and a half, two months. Um, I subleased because I was so anxious to get down here. I didn't even wait until August when our other friends who were going to be my roommates were going to come in. I left. I cut it. (laughs) I found an apartment to rent out for two months and that's what I did. And so while you're having your, you know, Rachel moment mm. and you're doing your things, I can't pick another one of our friends that uh, had a Monica moment, but she's going on this wonderful date. Yeah. You know, she's having a great she's time. so much fun. Uh, with Paul the wine guy. I hate Paul. She was having so much fun. She's like, wow, this guy is really nice. This guy's really And sweet. she was so kind to him too. He was like, quote unquote, opening up to her, right? He was spinning the spinning this ta- these tales of lies these webs of lies um and she was so nice she was so supportive of him too hey but like like the guy said also i, I can't believe you fell for that line you know I- w- would you be someone like that could, could you fall for lines like that or do you see like when someone's like playing a game I mean, I think it depends, right? I think that like sometimes, sometimes men will talk to you and they'll say something and it's like, okay, this is obviously, these are lines. Like, obviously these are Whoa, lines. You know, okay, let's, this let's is... just take Paul's line where he's like, man, I haven't been able to perform for like See, two years. See, that I think I would believe. Wow. I would believe that because, and here's why, because in my brain, why would you... Like, you're just, you suck then. Like, in my brain, you are opening up about something vulnerable. I'm not going to sit here. Because what's the alternative, right? The alternative is me sitting here and calling you a liar to your face. (laughs) What if you're not lying? (laughs) Then that makes me a horrible person. Like, I'm obviously going to show you compassion. And at the end of the day, if you lied to me about that, Good for you, I guess. You pulled a fast one on me. You really suck. <laughs> so you look at him, you're like, I can fix that. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Unfortunately, um, I would take out my little Bob the Builder toolkit and I would get to work. Um, All right. Okay. So you, you you had your Rachel moment and then you're admitting that you would have a Monica moment also. Well, here, here's the thing. I think that there's a fine line, right? Because yeah. I, would I believe the person... Yes, probably. I'm not going to question this trauma <laughs> that you're bringing up. But I also, I think that who I was five years ago might try to fix this person, right? I think I'm a lot better now at not at knowing that I am not responsible to fix this. I can empathize with you and I can show you compassion. But at the end of the day, it is your responsibility to bring emotional awareness and emotional (laughs) intelligence 
and emotional health as your side of a relationship. So I can show compassion now without having to be the one that picks up these pieces for you. That's still your work. And I'll support you, but that's your work. So, so No therapy off the clock, ladies. No <laughs> therapy off the clock. Someone's saying this. Uh, you're giving a you're giving Paul a solid six. I would say. Shut the heck up. I give Paul a negative four because I hate him. All right. Um, oh, and that's something. But not a negative five because he's the wine guy, so he must know something about wine. So I guess he has a little something going for him. Okay, so negative four. <laughs> he's almost at a zero. He can give me uh, <laughs> wine recommendations, and that's it. And in saying that, of uh-huh. our little rating that we did, Kristen will be rating all the friends boyfriends and girlfriends we'll be ranking them ranking them. yeah we'll rank them so right I'm now i think paul is at them. the bottom <laughs> even though that he's the only one we even have right the only now one, he's at the bottom <laughs> there's one name on the list and it's at the very bottom well technically rachel's uh oh yeah barry 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 is there he's somewhere I, we don't know anything we don't about know, barry yeah. at this point at this point he we just know a, the, the poor guy's been left at yeah the he altar. comes in an episode too yeah we'll get to that but right now, Bear is just kind of limbo. We don't yeah. know if he's a bad guy, per se. A bad guy? Is that what you said? Yeah. I thought you said we don't know if he's a baddie, I would say. Well, I mean, he could be that, too. <laughs> he could be a baddie. We don't know anything about Barry. <laughs> People can identify with Rachel, I feel, in this episode very well. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like a lot of people can also identify with Monica mm-hmm. in this whole, like, you keep hitting bad ones, you know? Yeah. And you're just like, is it me? Yeah. Is it all my fault? That's that's the worst part is like, obviously, Paul is the one who sucks in this situation, right? But seeing Monica, it makes her question herself, you know? Like, what is it about me where I just keep attracting? What does she say? She says, is it me? Is there something about me that do i admit some kind of energy she says something like do i admit some kind of signal that only dogs and emotionally unavailable men <laughs> can hear she says something right, something yeah. like that um and that it's relatable <laughs> <laughs> and that uh that is definitely that is relatable for sure um so i think that i think that you're right i think that a lot of a lot of people our age can relate to that because at this point of our lives a lot of us for whatever reason there, there, we've had a lot of misses, you know, for whatever reason. A That's lot true. of people in at your this point. Mid to late 20s. Yeah. Dating know. sucks. It's hard. Dating it's sucks. Rough. I remember being a kid and looking forward to dating. I remember watching my young adult, like, like <laughs> you know, coming of age films and reading my little books and whatever and thinking that, like, thinking that dating was going to be fun and, like, you know, little, little me was looking forward to dating. First of all, I thought I was going to be dating all the time in high school. I did not go on one. I went on I went on one date in high school. I went on one date in high school and it was bad. It was a bad date. He left. He left to go get a Chipotle burrito in the middle of our date. I mean, what were y'all doing? <laughs> we were at Panera. We were well, at a different restaurant. I, I wouldn't want to be there. I'd go to Chipotle. <laughs> Isn't it funny that you worked at Chipotle also? Yeah, it was foreshadowing. It's foreshadowing. You're right. Um, or, I have to get, I'm going to get married in a Chipotle. Or was that why you went, we started working on Chipotle, <laughs> hoping that you would see him again? No, I did not want to see that kid again. Um, but no, yeah, it's so tough. And I feel like Rachel and Monica are, like, especially this episode, the pilot mm-hmm. episode, the first mm-hmm. episode of Friends, are like probably the two most relatable characters in this. Yeah. But on 
the complete other side, I feel like Ross is very relatable to the I degree. think so, too. And not probably so much people finding out that their wife is a uh, lesbian mm-hmm. now. And their whole marriage just kind of crumbled. Yeah. But more of like, you're in the dumps. You're really yeah. like, man, life kind of sucks. Yeah. But then you have two friends who, yeah, they kind of like mess a few bit but they're there supporting you yeah. and they're giving you this great advice and it's like there's plenty of like other fish in the ocean yeah this definitely. is this isn't the be all there's other all. ice cream and it's like yes you you hit what everyone wants to achieve which is marriage and it doesn't always work out but yeah that's i think ross is in such a specific situation right and we've at this point we've seen Super the specific, first yeah. couple of episodes so we know that he is in a very specific situation um but at the heart of it, like every, I mean, most people can, especially like around our age, most people can relate to just having a relationship that doesn't work out. What and honestly, mm-hmm. whether it's romantic or a friendship or any kind of relationship, just having a relationship that doesn't work out is hard, and like it's hard to let go of that, especially when it's for reasons outside of both of y'all's control. Um, that's that those those breakups are so difficult when it's like no one did anything wrong there was no one at fault here it's just we've come we just now know that this isn't where we're supposed to be and that sucks um even when you know that like this is something that has to happen for like for you both to eventually be happy it that sucks like that's just so unfortunate and that's such a hard decision to have to come to um, so yeah, I can definitely, I think that Ross is definitely super relatable and I'm glad that he has his friends to kind of help him through that. And he's having to, he's having to get an apartment like on his own again. That just, that would suck. That's unfortunate. Um, but I am glad that he has his friends to help him get through it. What you thinking about? You got your thinking face on. No, I was thinking about, I was like, oh yeah, that is his apartment. I was like complete, I was, when they were building the furniture mm-hmm. for whatever reason, I thought that was like. Uh, Joey and Chandler's place. Oh no! Whatever. Yeah, that's like, his oh, new yeah, place. That's his new place. And he didn't even keep anything. Yeah, like he, he gave, gave her. He gave her everything, um, which was nice. Which was nice. And I think a testament to the fact that like they're still they're still on good terms. I think that they genuinely. I mean, whatever. We're not there yet. We haven't met Carol yet. Um, but I think that that's a nice little piece uh, indicating how Ross feels about his ex wife, even after the fact. He's not petty about it. He's not like, okay, I'm going to take all this stuff now. Definitely. Yeah. And this episode is very, I would say, Ross, Rachel, and Monica focused. And that's who you're going to relate to. But I'm excited to see, which we did see, mm-hmm. us jumping into more Joey and Chandler and Phoebe and mm-hmm. seeing what they're all about. Because you got, like you said, you got a little taste of everyone's like yeah. uh, persona. Mm-hmm. And so seeing this all branch out, especially when you meet Joey and Chandler, there's these goofballs who mess with the friends yeah. but they can be serious people they're they're there for their friends right and that's what i assume why people watch this show <laughs> it's like it's about a tight friend group that mm-hmm. whatever's going on be it you leave uh your wedding mm-hmm. or you get divorced mm-hmm. your friends are gonna be there for you yeah and you know <clears throat> and you know because Rachel, we start to see when Rachel gets back um, to Monica's apartment, they all hang out and they're sitting there and they're talking and she's talking to Ross specifically and they're talking about when they were in high school and everything. 
they're talking over an Oreo. It's very romantic. Um, <laughs> and um, which that doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, why would you? Oh I, my god, he Mario! Just ate the cookie. Part. Mario's adding himself right now. Is just not understanding romance. <laughs> Mario's never done a romantic thing in his life. I do it plenty. No, that's not true. Obviously, if you don't understand the Oreo, then <laughs> you need the cream. <laughs> <laughs> you, need some of the cream. you can't just give all the cream So what away. Mario is saying is that he would not give the good piece of the Oreo away to his loved one. So let's all just keep that in mind. Anyway, um, but but I think that it's because we learn about their relationship, right? And we know because Rachel says, oh, I'm going to stay with Monica. Um, and when she asks Monica originally like oh would you mind if like can I am I like can we hang out and my or what does she say no she says um in Central Perk she says oh well you were the only one I knew that lives in the city and Monica says who wasn't invited to yeah, the wedding wasn't invited to the wedding and so we know that they have not talked to each other since high school really they've completely they're friends but not like super I would maybe not say super good friends but they. There wasn't any bridges burned, I would say. No, 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 no. Definitely not. It wasn't like they had a big falling out. But they, the way that they set it up, it makes it clear that they haven't really talked to each other since, like, high school, maybe a little bit of college. Mm -hmm. um, so they've definitely drifted. They're in two completely different parts of their life. They're not even close enough for Monica to have been invited to the wedding. Um, which, like, Rachel's family's got some money. It, like, was, it. I'm sure it was a big wedding. Um, and to not get an invite when you grew up together, they must have drifted apart. And I think that it's a testament to their foundation for Monica to be like, yeah, I don't really know you anymore. Like, I don't really, like, we have not talked in years, but yes, stay on my couch. And like how effortlessly she, Rachel is able to work her way back into Monica's life mm -hmm. and how the friend group as a whole is so quick to welcome her in, you know? Um, which I think is awesome and just a testament to each individual friend, honestly. But my dad says, my dad told me one time, my dad says, um, good people know good people. And that's always kind of stuck with me. And I think that that's what it is. I think that typically good people surround themselves with other good people. And so Monica and Rachel have a good relationship and Ross and they were friends and whatever. And the life that Ross and Monica have built for themselves is one where their friends are very quick to accept Rachel with open arms. And I think that that's sweet. I think that that's nice. It is. It is very sweet. And... <clears throat> no, I mean, there's nothing else I can add to that. This is really good. Really good. <laughs> I'm just it's, spitting yeah, facts right now. <laughs> really, no, it's a really great point, you know? Especially with, with what your dad said. Yeah. And it definitely... Uh, relates to this whole thing because like you said he, they grew up mm -hmm. watching friends yeah they were the perfect demographic mm -hmm. to watch at this time so that's probably a lesson they also took from that it's yeah. like hey you know <laughs> look at this tight friend group yeah. it's like and they weren't even that close yeah at per the point se. yeah um but i think to one other thing i think the last thing that i just really want to touch on is um ross talking about how he grabbed a spoon with rekindling with kind of putting himself out there which he's still freshly divorced so him putting himself out there at all is like big props to him because that's it's really tough to recover and like start to get back out there and date again after 
you've been in a relationship for a while. And I could only imagine after getting out of a marriage, that would be so difficult. Yeah, I definitely feel it's a little fast, yeah. per se. But for him to tell Monica that, that like after you know Joey and them had that conversation, yeah. that's where the whole spoon thing comes from. For him to tell Monica that that he found you know his mm. spoon, it it is really hopeful yeah. for him. Maybe a little too fast, but <laughs> it, it is hopeful. It, it does put him on track because like ending a marriage like that. It's yeah. Like, I'm going to be okay. Yeah. He's realizing, like, from what his friend said earlier to him, yeah. he's like, I am going to be okay. That ultimately he's going to be fine. Yeah, I I, I like that. I like that. Um, I like the spoon metaphor. It's also, like, I, I don't know. I'm thinking that it's probably, like, I don't know that he would have moved on so quickly if Rachel had not brought herself back into the picture. I don't think Ross would have gone out and started dating and asking girls for their numbers or whatever. I think it's specifically because this girl who he says he's had a crush on since he was in high school <laughs> reappears. Um, and so I think that it's an extra, a little bit of an extraordinary circumstance that kind of kickstarts Definitely. this new chapter for him. Which makes total sense of what I said earlier. I was like, huh, it's kind of weird that they're... Mm-hmm. like pushing but then he admits like at the end he's like i had a huge crush on you yeah so yeah like, it's like i don't know if you knew yeah. but i had a big crush on you in high school oh, okay so. <laughs> she's like i knew yeah <laughs> uh, this is great i mean it was a it was a great pilot episode great first episode great first friends. episode that also ends with a win for rachel really quickly rachel gets her job working at central perk she does which is a big deal that is awesome she's, and she's good for independent. her she girl boss rachel <laughs> girl boss rachel girl boss rachel she's not good at it but she does no, it terrible. and that's all that matters and she's gonna be okay too <laughs> she's found community nice so that was our little intro yeah, a little taste of what yeah, the a little taste of what's to come. What this season is going to be about, what the podcast is going to be about. Just two friends talking about <laughs> two friends talking about friends right now. Two friends talking about friends <laughs> this season. So, um so let us know, you know, what y'all's favorite moment of this episode was. Yeah. And who's y'all's favorite character overall? Who do you relate to? Yeah, and then um, we would love to hear from y'all. We want this podcast to be interactive. Friends is not just important to me. The Friends community is huge. And we would love to hear what y'all have to say. Definitely any comments that you have, if you relate to any of this. Uh, We are always open to accepting Paul the Wine Guy hate mail. Um, If you would like to keep up with us and our podcast, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at Clued and Clueless Podcast or on Twitter, where our handle is at clued underscore clueless. And if you would like to leave a comment or Paul the Wine Guy hate mail, feel free to go to our website, where you'll find links to send us an email, or you can also send uh, leave us a Google Voice message, and we might be able to play it on the podcast. And then Mario, if you wanna give your Instagram handle, if you want to keep up with Mario, Mario does a lot with films, so he's got a lot going on over there. Yeah, if you want to know about my silly little life and <laughs> little projects that's uh, going on, you can check me out on Instagram at M-E-R underscore R-I-O. That's Mayor Rio. And my Instagram handle is at Kristen Hostie. 
Awesome. Well, thanks so much for listening along this first episode. We are so excited to experience new things together and experience new things with y'all. Hey guys, it's been awesome. It's been fun. Um, I'm enjoying Friends so far. <laughs> um, and spoiler alert, I guess we have watched quite a bit right now <laughs> and we're just getting into recording it all for y'all. But it's been good. Hopefully, Paul the Wine Guy comes back and, you know, maybe he <laughs> redeems himself down the line. Boo, we hate Paul. <laughs> Boo, down with Paul. Down with Paul. See y'all, guys. Have a good one. <laughs>